Alrighty, welcome into the Shot Side podcast. I'm your host, Alex. I'm here with my guests, Jay and Adam. With five more weeks left in the regular season, we're going to get into talking about some of our top MVP candidates. We'll get into power, our playoff standings, power rankings. We'll also take a look at how injuries will impact the rest of the season and some other NBA news to get you caught up on the association. Stay tuned for the end of the show where we will debut our game show called The Lightning Round and go over some upcoming events and information for you all to keep an eye out for. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shots Aside and send us some ideas, questions, or talking points to our Gmail account at shotsaside at gmail.com. We will also be posting some YouTube content on our site this coming week. With that being said, let's jump right into it, guys. So uh, let's start off by going into some of our storylines that we have going on. I think the biggest storyline um, this this past week has been Ben Simmons coming back to Philadelphia, playing against the, the Sixers. Um, ben, I mean, Ben Simmons didn't play, um, but we got a little taste of like how that rivalry will go. What did you guys think about that game? Start off with Adam. I think it's going to be uh, interesting come playoff time. It's going to be one hell of a, a playoff atmosphere to play in, especially once uh, Ben Simmons gets back on the court, for sure. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was very interesting. I, I kind of thought the Sixers were going to take it over. Um, just I, I like the way James Harden plays, and I think him and Embiid are – going to make as soon as they figure everything out together and how they're going to work together. I think they're going to be pretty unstoppable in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, they went on a five game win streak with James Harden when they first started off going on a little bit of a drought recently. Um, and that really showed yeah, if they can keep it up. Yeah. It, I mean, it really showed against, against the Nets though. KD and Kyrie were just, they were on fire that game. You could, you could see the crowd was, was, it was, it was, Pretty good to start off in the first first quarter, but after the first quarter, things just died out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so another game, another matchup that I was kind of looking at was Kyle Kuzma and KCP. Uh, it was in Washington. Uh, kind of seeing how they played up against Westbrook and LeBron. We all know that LeBron went off for fifty points that game, and kind of just you know he's he's carrying that team on his back. Oh, absolutely. I like I like to see. Uh... A little bit more from LeBron's team, but um, but yeah, no, I think I think LeBron's definitely you know carrying that team. I can't say I watched that game. I did watch a couple highlights, but um, but yeah, you said they play again this Sunday, right? Yep, they play again this Sunday. Um, I think this matchup's in LA, so it'll be Kyle Kuzma and KCP's return uh, to what do they call it, Crypto Arena now, Crypto Arena. Yep, I, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So first. First one back for those boys. Um, so it'll be good to kind of see how they uh, come back from being basically beat by LeBron single-handedly that game. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to have to tune in to, uh, to that one. Um, I guess next up, um, this one I was really loving. A big Timberwolves fan, but uh, Malik Beasley sets the Timberwolves three-point record going 11 for 17. Did, uh, did you catch that game, Al? I did not. I did, that was the one Timberwolves game that I did not watch this week. Um, but that's that's very impressive. I know Ant had a game this this year that he had uh, 10 three-pointers. So for Malik to do that in a, a new starting role for him, with you know some injuries for the Timberwolves recently, it's really uh, it's it's good to see Malik come into his own after 
after the trade deadline because before the trade deadline, I was kind of in the mindset that it'd probably be good if we traded him and got some some different assets back. You know, he, he does take on a little bit of a bigger salary, but it's it's really good to see him kind of come into his own, feel comfortable. This that's the Malik Beasley I'd love to see all the time. You know, with the amount of threes he's putting up, you'd expect him to be shooting. You know, a lot better than he has been, and you know, kind of coming uh, from. I believe February, um, he's been shooting better, but um, I'm hoping that he stays this consistent kind of going through playoffs because this is a big year for the Wolves considering they haven't been playoffs in, well, since Jimmy was there. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, especially if they want to sneak into that sixth spot. I know Patrick Beverly's been wanting to get them get them into that sixth six seed and kind of put a stamp on the on the making the playoffs instead of having to deal with the play-in games. Yeah, absolutely. I think Pat Bev is the, the glue that the Wolves really needed to kind of get him into gear. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, I think it was, it might have been Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, the Warriors had a game and Will Ferrell showed up as Jackie Moon and was, uh, he was guarding, he was guarding Clay Thompson while he was yep. in shoot around. What do you guys think about that? I think I think the the highlight of the night had to be the uh, the logo shot from Jackie Moon. That's good. That's good. <laughs> did he did he make it though? Did he make it? He did. He did make it. I don't know if he called bank, but it went in. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome! I didn't see that. I did see I did see Will Ferrell guarding uh, Clay Thompson though in warmups, and man, that that was just funny. I, I I'd love to see some more of that. Just kind of joking around before the game. I think it, right, right. I don't know a lot. A lot of people who don't watch basketball, I think you could get a lot more viewers doing stuff like that. You know. Yeah, I think you got to be pretty famous too to get on the court with uh, a great team like the Warriors too. Exactly. Yep. Oh yeah. But yeah, so literally the next game after that, Clay put together probably his best game. Put up what he put up. He put up uh, thirty-eight points, six rebounds, and five assists shooting 63%, made eight of his 14 threes, and he played a career high in, in minutes that, that game with 34. So it seems like Clay's coming into his own, um, playing a little bit better for the Warriors. Uh, I don't know how consistent this can be, so maybe something for our viewers to keep an eye out for going forward. He's breaking out his uh, inner Jackie Moon. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, man. It's a great movie, though. Very, very, uh, very great movie. That I mean, I just watched it too this past weekend. And then that happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then that that happened. Yeah. Oh, that's that's, awesome. that's pretty ironic. It's a great yeah, time. <laughs> and then also, uh, Draymond Green is returning on Monday. I think they just uh, came out with reports on that. So having Draymond back will definitely help their defense. I know they've been struggling with interior defense. So getting Draymond back, huge step in the right direction for the Warriors to, you know, stay. I know they want, I think they want to get that two seed. I think they're in the three seed right now. Um, I just don't know if Memphis can hold them off going forward. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Draymond is definitely going to play a huge part of them uh, moving higher in the uh, playoff ladder for sure. And I think Wiseman is coming back in the regular season at some point in time. So that's going to be another great addition for the Warriors. So I think the uh, two seed is not uh, 
Right. Yeah, I think it's definitely achievable for him. I guess we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out, though. All right. Um, just just yesterday, I believe, uh, Greg Popovich overtook Don Nelson in most career wins as a coach with 1,336 wins. Uh, this came in a win against the Utah Jazz. Uh, DeJounte Murray uh, struggled early in that game. I watched that full game. Um, but at, down the stretch, there was there was nobody better at hitting mid-range jumpers. Uh, he really got into a groove, got his teammates going. And that pick and roll with him and Jakob Podol, it's really helped him. Yeah, man, it's lethal. I mean, I, I can't say I've watched too many of their games, but, I mean, when I'm watching these highlight clips, I mean, you can't – it's just a staple. I mean, they, they can do that every time and score. I mean, there is a reason why Greg Popovich is uh, one of the best coaches to ever do it, if not the best coach to do it. I mean, he knows he knows how to work a team. I mean, he doesn't have much in San Antonio, but he is making the best of that situation. Right. I mean, his what his best players are what that he's had in his career are probably excluding Kawhi because he he only had Kawhi for a little bit. Yeah, the I'd big probably three. say yeah he had. Tony Parker, Ginobili, Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. um, Robinson. Um, so he, he's had some pretty good players. I wouldn't say they're – I don't think he ever had any, like, really superstar talent. So this is – I mean, you do have Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is a Hall of Famer. I'd say Hall of Famer. definitely top top 15 players to ever do it. I mean, he's – I mean, he wasn't that flashy type. He wasn't, like, the superstar you see today where – You'll see their highlights on, on ESPN and everywhere. But, I mean, Tim Duncan, he just produced. That's about it. So, I mean, he was a superstar. He just wasn't flash. Yeah, I'm just saying besides Kawhi Leonard, he never had like a he never had like a LeBron James or a Kobe Bryant or a Trace McGrady or Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jokic. He never had any of these flashy, you know, superstars. He had these, you know, quiet superstars like Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Ginobili. Yeah, there's not a lot of drama in San Antonio. No. So, Jay, uh, I know you've seen this a little bit. Um, so the Timberwolves, uh, they retired KG's number, uh, number 21, I think last year or maybe a couple years ago. Um, Celtics have now announced that they're going to ret- retire his number five jersey tonight. Hey man, I'm all I'm all for it. KG, he was he's a hooper, man. I mean, all respect to KG um on and off the court, you know. It's it's he's a I don't know, all around. I'd say he's one of my top 5 favorite basketball players. Cuz I just I love watching him growing up uh on the Wolves and then obviously when he got traded, it was a little sad, but um but yeah, man. I mean, it's, Yeah, I mean, he's he's all we had. He's all we had. Exactly, exactly. So growing up watching him, and then seeing him finally get a ring over in uh, in Boston was was good to see. But I really wish, um, kind of going off topic a little bit, but I wish he would have he would have ended up buying the Wolves. Yeah, that would have been nice. I think I would have really loved that. But no, I, I think it's awesome that the Celtics are are going to retire his jersey. Yeah, it's huge. I just want to go over some of our top uh, fantasy scores. FanDuel, DK, DK um, just some of the top uh, top five. Um, Jokic, DeJounte Murray, LeBron James, Carl Towns, Julius Randle. So just a, a big shout out to those five for, you know, having fantastic weeks, uh, you know, 
numbers wise and also most of those players got their team's wins this week so numbers do equate to you know getting wins too i love seeing my guy julius randall right there at number five 197 fan duel points gotta love it barely snuck in too hey i'll take it you did me good i mean I need something for this playoff push to fantasy, but I think I think it's gonna happen. I hear you. Oh, and don't don't forget uh, uh, LeBron's two fifty point uh, performances. I mean, I'm not a LeBron fan, but I mean, you gotta give it to him. He is he's beaten uh, Father Time, but I mean, can't look away from those two fifty point performances. No man, I mean we're we're watching history right now. You know, everyone talking about how Michael Jordan. You know, and they were watching them. I mean, it's the same thing. People are going to be talking about this years from now. Yeah, first person um, in Lakers history since Kobe Bryant posts two back-to-back 50-point-plus games. So at 37 years old, too, a lot of people are going to throw that aside. But 37 years old, for him to be doing the stuff that he's doing, I mean, it's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. For sure. Yeah, I agree. And I guess last thing kind of um, on this topic line is uh, the Suns, first team to secure a playoff spot. What do you guys think about that? I love it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, a little, little clap for them. They're really pulling it together. They're pulling it together. I think I, I got them for the favorite for the Western Conference for the finals. Uh, they have the team to do it. They're just more experienced this time. Yeah, I can agree with that. Right. They got to get healthy too with with Chris Paul. I think he's gonna be out for four to six weeks. We will talk about that um, later in the show too. So, moving on, we're gonna get into our top MVP candidates and who we think should be the MVP at this moment in time. Um, so I think uh, I looked on NBA.com. Uh, just the top five that they have on there right now, they have Jokic at one, Embiid at two, Giannis at three, uh, John Morant at four, and DeMar DeRozan at five. Personally, uh, I think Jokic has cemented it right now with uh, the work he's done. It, I mean, career numbers for him, 26 game, 13.8 rebounds, seven, almost eight assists a game. Um, and just this last week, or, or this week, um, posting the best numbers out of anybody on the board by a wide margin. Um, so he is my MVP front runner for sure. Adam? Yeah, Jokic is a great choice. Um, it's just that I did not see uh, Jamal Murray there to make the most out of the situation. Because, I mean, they are doing good in the Western Conference, but, I mean, compared to Joel Embiid, who is – I mean, before James Harden was literally carrying the whole 76ers team. And he's still putting up the godly numbers. So, I mean, my my choice for MVP would have to be Joel Embiid. He definitely, he's definitely earned it this year. I got to say mine. I got to agree with you, Al. I got to say uh, Jokic. But I will say this. I am looking forward to these next couple of years when John ja Morant is going to win this MVP. I think, I think in the upcoming years, he's going to either, I'm going to say two to three years, he's going to be that MVP. I mean, the, the stuff that man's doing right now, I mean, that's, that's fun basketball to watch, man. Yeah, he's that's explosive. Right I mean, 
so explosive. He, him and Ant Edwards probably have the most most ups. I mean, the quickest, you know, one twos in the game. Uh, yeah, because how I mean, how tall is Josh? Josh? Isn't he like six three or something? He might be shorter. I think he's six two, six two or six. See, that's just crazy. Yeah, and the thing is, his jumper is just getting miles better. I mean. It wasn't even bad, like, his rookie year. Like, but this year he's yeah. taken a big step in, in that shooting department. I know um, I saw I saw Shaq had an interview, and he, he talked about a time when he saw Ja after a game, or I can't remember exactly what it was, but he told Ja, like, you're, you're the best player in the league right now. And he's saying he's seen a lot of similarities with him and Kobe, like, early on. And I think that should speak wonders to people, too. I mean, he's... These next couple of years, I'm excited to see what happens with him, as long as he stays healthy. Right, knocking on wood that he doesn't have some sort of, you know, Derrick Rose injury or something, because we've seen it with these, you know, high flyer flyers, um, quick quick ball handlers. You just hope that you know nothing seriously happens to a player like that. Yeah, for sure. It definitely, it definitely is a risk. So moving on, let's take a look at some of the playoff standings and kind of how some of the injuries will impact some of the seeding going forward and and how these injuries could potentially take some of these bubble teams out of it. Um, I know the Nets right now are dealing with, you know, they had Joe Harris who was supposed to come back. Um, They have now reported that he will be out for the year. So they lose a shooter. I know they got Seth Curry, who's a great shooter. But if you had another shooter like Joe Harris, it just opens up the floor, especially when Ben Simmons comes back, which we haven't seen Ben Simmons come back yet. Yeah, I don't I don't think the Joe Harris um, injury is going to affect the Nets too much. Just they, they, they do they, they do have a fair share of shooting on their on their team, so I don't think it's going to hurt them too much. And once when they get Simmons back, they're they're only gonna get better. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, they have so much talent on there. While it would be nice to have Harris out out there playing, I don't think it's you know gonna affect them enough to really for it to matter too much. Yeah, I just worry that they're. I mean, they're currently the AC right now. Um, so playing tournament, they win their play in tournament. They end up playing Milwaukee. So. We get another rematch of, you know, what was last year's final when KD was just a hair inch off of literally ending their their finals run. So that would be a fun matchup, first first um, first round matchup that I I would love to see again. Yeah, I think if some if some things happen, um, I think we should see some really good playoff basketball this year. Yeah, I'm very excited for playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just a, another some other injuries to note. Um, Bulls have been playing really well lately. Um, they're still waiting on Patrick Williams um, with a wrist injury. Um, apparently, he's returned to practice. Um, we'll kind of manage that and see if if he can get back to game shape and playing um, soon. Um, they're also waiting on Lonzo Ball, who has a knee injury. At this point, no timetable for when he's coming back, so that's kind of worrying, worrying a little bit. Um, but they made one step in the right direction. They got Crusoe back, so add some defense to that team, 
maybe help out DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine um, and kind of get them, you know, it's been a struggle for them lately because they, I think there's a stat out there where they're 0-13 against um, playoff teams right now, which is, if you're in the playoffs, that's not a not a great stat for a team that has high hopes. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the the one the one injury that's going to affect them is is the Lonzo Ball injury. I mean, when he's out there, they're looking like a damn good playoff team. So it all it all depends on when he comes back and if he can come back and actually do the same thing he he has been doing all year. Yeah, I guess I didn't even realize there were over thirteen on playoff teams. That's that's crazy. That's yeah. gonna. I think that's gonna kind of get him all messed up in the head before these these games. You know, come yeah, playoff. Yeah, for sure. Time. And then, yeah, and then just a, a team that they're kind of competing with right now in in the Cavaliers. I know they lost Colin Sexton out for the year, which is it's big. But they also got Karis LeVert in a trade. Um, he is now out. Um, he has a foot injury, but uh, he should be back soon, from what I've heard. Um, Jared a- Allen went down their their All Star center. Uh, he's got a finger issue, um, and they're unsure that he'll be even ready for the end of the year. Did they say what that finger deal was? You know, I haven't read any reports on exactly what it is. I'm sure Cleveland's kind of trying to keep it in house. Um, but I think within the next week or two, we'll kind of get a little bit more information on if, you know, how serious it is, what it is, and then also maybe a timetable for when he might come back. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause a finger, even like a break a finger for the full season. I mean, sheesh. Yeah. Five five weeks for a finger issue. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like a stretch. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll be on the lookout for for that whenever they announce actually what happened but are there any injury any teams that you guys are looking at right now that you see that um have some serious injuries that could definitely affect them going into we have five weeks left of the regular season um just name some teams some players that are gonna you know be affected by this going into the playoffs yeah i i think uh the biggest one but I see it would be the Lakers, and you got AD. You don't know when he's coming back. And right now, they they need all that they can they can get. I mean, they're they're clawing for a playoff spot. So I I don't know. And you got LeBron, who he's not going to play every game. Like he's thirty seven years old. Like he can't he can't. He's trying. He's trying. Up, he can't put up thirty five points a game. Like not like he can't. <laughs> So I think I think that's going to be the the, the biggest part for the uh, the Lakers is when AD can come back and if they can even make yeah. the playoffs. Reevaluation in four weeks for Anthony Davis. So it's going to be close by the end of the year. So if LeBron can keep it together by the end of the year, get him into the playing spot, they could have a chance. Could is the key key uh, word right there, but who knows? You don't you don't you don't want. A bunch of thirty-eight-year-olds playing so many games in the playoffs, and even if they make it to the championship, they're going to be tired. So yeah, I saw a stat. I saw be... a stat. They had. Uh, uh, they said the Lakers have the most points scored by um, the oldest roster. Which, at that point, I'm like, well, yeah, they have the oldest roster. They're going to have the most points scored by them. 
So it was just kind of like a, a terrible I mean, stat that I saw <laughs> the Lakers try to put on. You know how many Hall of Famers are on that team right now? Yeah, no kidding. One one that's kind of standing out to me is the Suns with Chris Paul being out. It's not going to affect him too much because they're, they're just a great team overall right now. But um, But I think if that thumb is an issue still come playoff time, I don't know if he like tweaks it or whatever in, in these playoff games, I think that could be a more serious, um, more serious injury for the Suns because not having Chris Paul in playoffs, I don't know. That's that's a huge um, skill set that you lose if he if he's not a hundred percent with that thumb come playoffs. Right. So I I do I do believe that the, the Suns are just being cautious. So I I don't think it's as serious as everyone is portraying it to be. I mean, it's better to be cautious for your, your your star point guard. I mean, you do want to save the best for the playoffs. So I think that's what they're doing. Yeah, they pretty much have a one seed locked up. So as long as Chris Paul comes back healthy, I, I don't think they have an issue to deal with. But if it does linger in into playoffs, like so many Chris Paul injuries have, you know, it could cause a problem. Yeah, and that's why you got D book on your team. Yep, it's <laughs> <laughs> very true. All right, uh, so we're gonna take just a quick break here, guys, and we'll be right back. All righty, welcome back, guys. Um, we're gonna jump right into just the playoff seating. I know we talked about some of the injuries that have gone on couple teams that have like positions locked up right now uh phoenix number one seed you know i think they for sure have their seating locked up uh miami has a three cushion lead on milwaukee um they've they might have a chance to slip down to number two depending on how milwaukee does but i'm not seeing a whole lot in milwaukee recently that has shown me that they're gonna go on this amazing stretch down down with five weeks left to be able to come back and take that so are there any uh any teams out there in seeing that you guys are you think might change around or uh let's start with jay uh personally i think minnesota are going to get the sixth seed over the nuggets um bless me that that's fan favorite i'm a little biased on this but um i'm thinking that if as long as they the wolves keep playing how they've been playing I think we'll, we'll get the six seed, no problem. And then, um, but yeah, that, that's the only really differential I see in here. Otherwise, I agree with everything. Yeah, Timberwolves at right now are a game and a half back um, from Denver. Um, I know both teams, so Timber, Timberwolves have a tough schedule coming up. I know they got uh, the Bucks coming up on Saturday, um, followed by the Suns, and then they play the Mavericks. Um, so that's kind of a tough schedule. I know Denver's got a, a tough schedule too coming up. I think they play the Bucks as well. Um, Adam, any teams that you see that uh, that could change? Yeah, I think um, so. For the Western side, I think you got those three teams that are in a lock for one, two, and three. And Phoenix, Golden State, and Memphis. I think those will be for sure one, two, and three. Four, five, six, and four, five, six. I think those can move around a little bit, but I think the the biggest thing in the playoffs, I think the Eastern, it's it, I think it's going to shift completely. There's just so much that could happen, and it's it's pretty close. I mean, from the first it, season. Yeah. 
I mean, if you looked at this like three weeks ago, Boston wasn't even in the playoffs. Exactly. Um, they were I they mean, were totally out of it. They've gone on a great stretch. And then you have the Nets that are aren't even in the the first six seeds. So I think the Nets are gonna make a, a strong a strong push to end the season to make probably either the fifth or sixth seed. Right. Yeah, one team I've been looking at is uh so I know the Lakers have the ninth seed, you got Clippers got the eight, Timbles got the seventh seed, um Pelicans at the tenth seed. Um, if they don't get Zion back, if if he doesn't come back, I know Brandon Ingram's got he's out seven to ten days. Um, if they can't win games, I can see them dropping out, and it could make the nine ten matchup between Lakers and Pelican or Lakers and whoever they play just a little bit easier for them to maybe sneak into into playing. I mean, it's gonna be a tough first round matchup, but they'll have to play Phoenix again but at least they can make it in. Yep. Yeah, I, I think just anyone who plays Phoenix is screwed out of that. Both teams. I don't yeah. think they'll win a game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I no, I totally agree. Totally agree. I'm just saying like if you get if you get Anthony Davis back, there's a you might you might have a chance. Might have a little yeah, chance. Yeah, that's, that's that's if he comes back healthy and that's a yeah. big question mark. I mean, Anthony Davis is been probably the most prone superstar we've seen in a while. Well, and you'd hate to throw him in, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's not playing 100%, and he gets injured again. You know, you just – you'd hate to see that. Yeah, he just – he hasn't yeah, looked not... himself this year. No. I think there's going to be a point in time where the Lakers are going to be like, is it worth even getting the ninth or 10th seed? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they, I think, I think I'm they pretty might sure they don't have their draft the pick, off. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think they have their draft pick this year, so they don't really have an incentive to tank out of the playoffs. And LeBron's only got so many more years left on his on his you know resume, so they're all in this year. That I just don't think they have the team. Westbrook just hasn't meshed well in that group at all, um, and I don't think it's going to change. No, it's not looking good for the Lakers, especially for the future. <laughs> and now right yeah I, I agree with all that <laughs> alright so let's move into our we all did made our own little power rankings um, let's take a look at some of our power rankings we will show this on YouTube um, so if you, if you want to check them out or check out our full rankings uh, feel free to do so um just some of the shocking moves that I've seen from your guys' um, power rankings. I see that Jay's got the Mavericks and Celtics a little bit lower uh, at 14 and 15 apiece. I, I just don't – I get why you, you're not high on them, but the way they've been playing recently, I think they have to be a little bit higher up, um, especially above Cleveland, you know – you could put in a case that they're better than the Wolves right now, and I think they're definitely better than Nuggets. Yeah, see, I don't know. So when it comes when it comes to these these power rankings, I get so I don't know. I think I think too much when I'm doing these. So so I'm I mainly focus on the top three, which I have is the Suns, Warriors, yeah. and Grizzlies. Those are my main three. Everything below that, I kind of think of just situational stuff like. 
who would who would beat who um, going down. But I looking back at it, I probably put it, should have put the Celtics. Jay, in I mean, there, it's your opinion. I mean, you gotta you gotta own it. You gotta I own know, it. <laughs> I know it, I know it. But thinking back, I could, probably could have put the Celtics a little higher. But um, you know, I got to lock in what I, what I locked in, and I just I think I think they're fifteen right now. Fair enough. Fair enough. And yeah. the magic, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just don't see him really going anywhere. I got the Celtics at six right now. I thought that they're on the up. I mean, if Jason Tatum can keep doing what he's doing, I, sky's the limit for the Celtics. Yeah, I mean Tatum. Tatum's been playing amazing recently, carrying that team. Um, I think, I think, I mean, I have them right now at twelve, which isn't. It's not drastically higher than 15 like Jay has, but um, I think they're a really good team. I think they're a really good team, and they're making they're making noise in the Eastern Conference right now at five um, in the playoff standings. Adam, do you see anything out there that uh, that you would uh, disagree with with our power rankings? You know, um, I, I have the Heat at number two. I mean, not too much higher than you guys at four and respectively three. Um, I think the, the Miami Heat have been looking like a great team. They they look very well coached. I mean, there's not a game where they're not dysfunctional. So I, I think, especially as of recently, I mean, I, that's what I, I do my power rankings by as of recent activity. Um, yeah, when I'm going through it, um, I, we all have pretty similar top tens um, in our power rankings. Um, and honestly, once you get lower than top 10, I feel like you're just you're just plugging in um, teams that you you think have been doing good recently or have you know struggled. So it's it, anywhere from that uh, 11C to 30, you're, I mean, it's it's just plainly just opinion based on on where you think these teams slide. Yeah, at the end of the day, we have no clue how this is actually going to turn out. So yeah, this no. definitely a prediction. It, I mean, one thing is constant. We all have the Suns though as the number one seed right now. I think they're the team to beat. They got the best, you know. I think they got the best starting lineup, and their bench is. I think their bench could beat some some of these, you know, lower seated teams. Oh yeah, the Cameron Payne show. Yeah, <laughs> Cameron Payne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him and Cam Johnson have been doing phenomenal for the Suns. So I mean, if they can do that in the playoffs, I think the sky's the limit for the Suns. Yeah, I know Cam Cam Johnson just got injured. Um, I think it's just a minor injury though. So hopefully. Uh, we see him back. Um, great, sh- he's a great shooter for the Suns. Just like just like Jay Crowder too. Um, those two really help out Mikel Bridges, who isn't really the best three point shooter, but is a great defender. Yep, they got those pieces. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so um, I think one of my main things that I had to switch around in my power rankings this time around is. So I had, I had Philly pretty low. I think I had Philly last time. They were like at around in that 12 to 15 range. Um, just watching their first five games since James Harden's in back, um, I, I think they're 
they're right up there with the Milwaukee Bucks, Miami Heat, Brooklyn Nets, the world. I think they have a real shot if they can, you know, if they can plug together a good playoff run. I know James Harden hasn't had the best outcome in that, and neither has Joel Embiid. But I think that pick and roll between those two can be dynamic. They're hungry, yeah. man. That's a, that's a scary team right there. Oh, yeah. All righty. So um, right now I just want us to shout out just kind of uh, who you guys think is your player of the week. Uh, last seven days, um, kind of who's your favorite player? Who's Who's been really, uh, you know, sticking it out there, making it seem like they're, you know, leading their teams to, you know, a great wins and possibly, you know, better playoff seating. So for me, I had, I mean, I might be a little biased, just a little bit. Um, I have LeBron James just because, um, yeah, that 50 point game to watch against Washington was, was great. The, um, he's averaging 36 and a half points, 10 and a half rebounds, nine assists, um, only two games, but that's still impressive numbers. Also shooting 53% and key one. And since he's been playing center, uh, he's been averaging three blocks too. Um, and also in the last seven days, nobody has played more minutes than LeBron James. 37-year-old LeBron James, 40, right. almost 41 minutes a game. That is very That's impressive. insane. Impressive. Yeah, Jay, who's uh, who's your player of the week? For this week, this week I had uh, I had Malik Beasley specifically because of his his three-point uh, game he had, where he broke the franchise record with 11 threes, going 11 for 17. This is the Malik that the Wolves need, and he finally showed up, and he did what basically how he how he shoots is is just way too inconsistent. It doesn't match up to how many shots he puts up, to how many he makes, and I think this is kind of what Malik has been wanting to do. But I don't think he's just he just hasn't been making the shots. And if he can keep this up, the Wolves are gonna have a great run uh, at the end of this year. Yeah, what do you guys think about having Malik in the starting lineup? Like, just I know they probably won't do it once they get healthy again, but it was kind of refreshing to see him in the starting lineup. You know, because we we kind of need a four spacer and somebody who can take those threes. I know he takes maybe a little bit too much, but as you saw in that key game where he had set a record, eleven of seventeen, when they're dropping, it really helps out the flow of the Timberwolves' offense. He he's what I define as a he's like the definition streaky shooter. I mean that that's it. You know when he's hot he's hot. When he's cold he'll shoot like thirty percent. You know, so it's it's kind of up in the air. So I'm loving it when he's when he's hot. But um, we still got to be a little wary about you know his cold streaks because he when he's cold for a game. I mean that that happens. So we I think a coaching in a coaching standpoint you kind of gotta understand that and then play him more in those hot games and less in those kind of not-so-hot games. And Coach Finch has done a great job of kind of balancing that out too. So props to him for, you know, helping this Timberwolves team possibly get back to the playoffs for the second time in, I believe, 20 years. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah, it's sad. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, uh, Adam, uh, will you give us like an unbiased uh, opinion of who you think was the player of the week since me and Jay just gave our biased opinions? <laughs> I will give an honest, unbiased opinion. Okay. okay. I'm not even. Want. Okay. I'm not even a Celtics fan, but you got to appreciate good basketball and the way that Jason Tatum is playing right now. It's, he's shooting himself up in the uh, MVP ladder. Like, it was phenomenal, phenomenal performances from him. So, I, especially if he can keep this up, I think the Celtics are going to be a, a dangerous playoff team, just the way that they are built as a team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if, if I didn't pick LeBron James, I definitely would have gone with Jason Tatum for sure. He's been he's been playing crazy, absolutely crazy this, this last week or two. Yep, it's, like, it's one and one right there, one and one A right there. Yeah, if he can just if him and Jalen Brown can kind of develop a groove of you know that one two punch, um, I think this team. I know I said earlier that, you know, Philly is up there with the Milwaukee Bucks and Heat and and Nets, but, I mean, Boston's a good young team, and I would not want to see them early on in the playoffs just in case they go on one of those runs. All righty, now that we are done talking about some of our favorite players, I just want to look at uh, some upcoming scheduling games just for uh, some of the viewers to just keep an eye out with, you know, Maybe some games that they want to see. Um, I know for sure this is kind of like our favorite games of the week that we want to see. Um, just want to some of my favorite games. Um, so on Monday, uh, you have a back-to-back ESPN header with uh, 7:30 Nuggets versus Sixers. Um, great teams. And then uh, after that game, you have Bucks Jazz. So a d- great double header. Um, on Monday, um, you guys see any any scheduling um, games that uh, you think would pop off for some of our viewers? Um, I think me personally, I'm excited for this Bucks Timberwolves game on Saturday. Um, yeah. Be a good test to see if the Wolves are kind of playoff ready, if you will. Um, as Bucks being kind of up there in the Eastern Conference, but. Yeah, I'm going to look forward to the Wednesday Timberwolves game when they play the Lakers. That's going to be – I'm going to, I'm, I'm a little upset that I didn't get to see uh, the previous Lakers game against the Timberwolves. Adam, I know you were there. Um, I think the Timberwolves ended up ab- absolutely stomping on the Lakers. So. Oh, they destroyed um, them. They destroyed them. Yeah, it'll be – LeBron looked 37 in that game. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't, oh, yeah. <laughs> don't say that. Jeez. Hey, I mean, he's had a great he's had a great couple weeks. I mean, I'll give him that, but we absolutely destroyed him that day. I don't need that shade. <laughs> I don't need that shade. Yeah. Devin Booker would never let that happen. <laughs> uh, Adam, you have any uh, any games you're looking forward to seeing uh, this uh, coming week? I I'm excited for the the Nuggets Sixers game. I think it's both teams need to win. I mean the Sixers they want to get that number one spot. I'm, I'm sure. And the Nuggets, I mean they they need this win. I mean if they don't, it's only going to help the T Wolves. So I'm 
I'm low-key cheering for the Sixers for that game. <laughs> wow. I thought you were definitely going to say the Bulls-Suns game on Friday at, at 10 o'clock on NBA TV. I thought you'd want to see a little, you it, know, little Zach Levine action, former T-Wolves player against, uh, against just, your Suns. I mean, I would love to see the Suns more healthy playing them. I, I, I want to see both teams healthy if they're going to play against each other. I hear you there, yeah. Just some other games to look forward to. Uh, middle of the week, Wednesday, um, we got uh, Mavericks versus Nets. Um, you get Luka against KD and Kyrie, if Kyrie plays, which we don't know. Um, that'll be on ESPN as well. And then the game after that on ESPN is Celtics-Warriors. So you get two ga- two uh, two good great games. Um, Celtics and Warriors are also – both those teams are playing great right now. Um, we've talked about both of them. Um, so I think that'll be a very intriguing matchup to, to keep an eye out for. Yep, I agree. Yeah, 100%. So if you want to check out any of our uh, upcoming games that we have an eye out for, um, you can uh, check it out on our Twitter and uh, Instagram pages. I know you guys are really excited about this. We have our little game show. Uh, we, call, we call it like, or, uh, the lightning round. Um, so basically, I'll just be asking you guys multiple choice questions um, on things having to do with um, uh, the current MVP race. The winner gets $5 for prize picks to bet on players. And the loser has to post a picture of themselves, their worst picture. We'll vote on it. Um, maybe we can get the fans involved too. Um, <laughs> the worst picture of them on Instagram. How do you guys feel about that? Okay. All right. All right. Let's All get right. it. It's going to be interesting. So question one, the MVP award was first officially named back in the 1955-56 season. Who was the player that won it that year? Was it A, Bob Cousy, B, Paul Arizon, C, Bob Pettit, or D, Marie Stokes? Adam? Hmm. You know, I'm not too familiar with the 1955 season, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got two Bobs in there, so one's got to be right. Um I'm going to go with uh, C, Bob Pettit. All righty. Jay? Um, you know, it's a complete shot in the dark. I have – my basketball knowledge doesn't go back that far. <laughs> None of us were born um, during that time, so that's – I'm just going to go with A. A, Bob Cousy. You guys are both going with the Bobs. One of you guys Bob is Cousy. right. His first name does start with Bob. Okay. Unfortunately, Jay, his name is Bob Pettit. Uh. <laughs> so Adam's up all right, one. All right. Jay, you are at zero. Question two. Three of these players have won a regular season MVP in three consecutive years. Which one of these players has not? Is it A, Will Chamberlain, B, Michael Jordan, C, Larry Bird, or D, Bill Russell? Adam, let's start with you. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I noticed you got two Celtics in there, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, you know, Bill Russell's got so many awards, I wouldn't be surprised if he had three consecutive. 
So I think I think for a second Larry Bird and Magic went uh, back and forth. So I think I'm gonna go Larry Bird on this one. See Larry Bird. Okay. Jay. See again. Riding the C train. Um I'm gonna go with A again to be honest. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Wilt. I think Larry Bird definitely has had three consecutive Bill Russell, I feel like he has it too. And Michael Jordan, I'm sure he's got three. Don't know exactly how many he's got, but So you guys are just you get a similar answers from the first question. Okay. righty. Unfortunately, you guys are both wrong though. You guys have like a second guess of who it might be? Yeah, Mr. Bill Russell, huh? Jay, what do you think? That's who I would go with if I was I, – I, I'd say Bill Russell or Michael Jordan. You guys are terrible at this. It's actually Michael Jordan. Although oh Michael boy. Jordan won – No way. Yeah, what? Although he won the award five times, he could only string together two wins at a time in the 1991-1992 year. Uh, Larry Bird won the MVP a total of three times back-to-back in 1984, 85, and 86. Bill Russell won it a total of five times. Uh, the first time in 1958 and in 1965 for the last time. Um, in between, he won it three consecutive years in 1961, 62, and 63. Will Chamberlain won the award a total of four times, the first in 1960 and then back-to-back, uh, and then three straight from 66 to 67 and 68. Oh. I, f- I figured I'd get you guys on that question. All right. I, I, I figured. You definitely, yeah, you definitely did. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not expect that so at all. We're still at one Adam, zero J. Question number three. Yep. Moses Malone was the first player to be drafted out of high school to win a regular season MVP. It took almost 30 years for it to happen again. Who was this player? Was it A, Kevin Gar- Garnett, B, Tracy McGrady, C, LeBron James? Or D, Kobe Bryant? I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Uh, let's have Jay go first this time. Okay. So. Oh, All man. these players got drafted out of high school, by the way. You know, I'm going to have to go with Tracy McGrady on this one. B, Tracy McGrady. Mm-hmm. You know, I am going to go with. The Minnesota legend, Kevin Garnett. I know he won it pretty – I mean, I think out of all those players, I think he won it first. So I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. The answer is Kevin Garnett, A. <laughs> Yikes. That, that pretty much cements it, Adam, one, two, zero. We're just going to do uh, our final question just for – just to get it out there, uh, question number four. Stephen Curry won back-to-back MVPs in 2015 and 2016. What other point guard accomplished this before Steph Curry? Was it A, Allen Iverson, B, Steve Nash, C, Chris Paul, or D, Derek Rose? Jay? Um, You know, I don't even know this one, to be honest. Um, I'm going to go with... I'll go with Allen Iverson. AI. Adam? Okay. All right. 
So, uh, Jay, I can already tell you you're wrong. Just because. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> only because my favorite player is the answer. Steve Nash is the only one. Yep, Steve Nash is the correct answer. One back-to-back MVPs. Adam, great job. Uh, You got three out of the four answers correct. Jay, you might have to do a little bit more research on on past past history. Um, 04, probably not that strong, but hey, next time you come on, yeah, I'm gonna have to do my research here. You got you got some room for improvement, though. That's that's the bright bright spot. It's only up yeah. from here, right? That's that's hope, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll end up. Uh, Jay, you're gonna have to send us like maybe like three to five pictures of that you're kind of embarrassed about, and then uh, we'll kind of you know cycle through them and kind of pick which one we want you to do and then maybe give it like a short description of it and um we'll have you post it oh you know right. you know Sounds we're good, gonna boys. pick the best one too <laughs> of course <laughs> you got us on that michael jordan question i'll give you that one yep yep that was tough i did i did not expect yeah, I that whatsoever but it's, I mean, it's only because like he would have wanted that year that he took off to go play baseball. He definitely would have wanted that year, and that would have been his three MVPs in a row. But because he took that off and then came back, I think Magic Johnson won two straight in between there. So that kind of ruined his streak. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So I just want to give a big thanks uh, to my guests today, Jay and Adam. Uh, with all your guys' insights on on all your NBA knowledge. Um, And thank you all for listening to the Shots Aside podcast. Um, Leave a like if you enjoyed the content and stay tuned for our weekly drops and our future uh, YouTube videos. Again, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channels at Shots Aside. Uh, And feel free to email us at shotsaside at gmail.com for any questions, comments, or concerns. Um, Until next time, peace. Thank you.